This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm up this morning. I'm cleaning the kitchen. I'm listening to my news. I'm, uh, you know, rumbling around the house. And then I, I go in the bathroom. And uh, why? Sorry. I'm just going to wash my hands. Sorry. I think you're telling a story. <laughs> um, brush my teeth, etc. Oh. Uh, so uh, the door, I, I push open the door. The light's on. I thought, that's 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 weird. Must have left the light on. Door's open and crack. Push on the door a little bit. There's resistance, and then, but it's like a soft resistance. I recognize that as a father of young children. Yes. Um. Uh. I say hello. I push the door a little harder. I can see in the mirror. I look, and then my kindergartner, my five year old, is crouched behind the door in there. Five o'clock in the morning. Wow. I said, "What are you doing in here?" He said, "Hiding." I said, "From what?" He said, "I do this all the time." Wow. I said, "Well, do you want to go back to bed?" And he said, "No, I want to play." And so they went out and started playing with Legos. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Like, had he been in there since two or hiding from? I don't know. Anyone who'd like to detect him, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I find it troubling. The interlopers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah. I was... thought you were going to say he was asleep in there or something. No, he was just mm. sitting there wide eyed. I'm hiding huh. from. I do this all the time. Mm, okay. Need to know base. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently. I don't know. Uh, so coming up on the show, uh, provided we have time, uh, annoying slang words from 2016 you should uh, never say again. Mm, awesome. Also, there is... Is nothing burger on there? <laughs> oh, boy. There is one celebrity 
who the buyers of the troubling uh, sign of the end of society, J- Japanese love dolls, the, or the super expensive, you know, the sex dolls. Uh, there's one celebrity above and beyond all others that they say, I want it to look like this. Her. That whole thing is so damned weird. Oh, I know it is. It really is. If you're a tourist in Euro, they know you're an American. Uh, and not from the obvious things. I found this article really funny and insightful. Um, okay. And it rings true. So stay tuned for that, won't ye? Do you know who Lawrence O'Donnell is? He's a old-timey reporter. Not old-timey. He's middle-aged, but... Uh, Ahead, he, like. he's he's interesting story i know quite a bit about him so he um uh he was a reporter for the senate for a long time and worked in the senate he knows more about the senate he is one of the smartest most interesting people i ever hear on politics when he's just talking factual stuff mm-hmm. crazy knowledgeable but he's also and he says this out loud he's a socialist yeah now what the reason that's so interesting you know it's not that surprising he's a host on msnbc he was nbc Regular NBC Network's political analyst analyst yeah. for years, yeah, going way back, uh, uh, way back in the day. So this is back uh, Brian Williams, I think Tom Brokaw time. I mean, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so one time on uh, Chris Matthews, the subject came up of voting in some something like that, and they got out a well, you would vote for this, vote for that, but somehow the subject came up, and he said he would never vote for a Republican. And Chris Matthews said, you would never underneath, because Chris Matthews had voted for George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Chris Matthews, who's who's a longtime Democrat, he said, you'd never vote for a Republican, no matter what the circumstances, no matter, no, under, I would never vote for a Republican. And he was no longer the NBC political analyst mm. at that point, because you can't have a political analyst who says, I would never, under any circumstance, vote for either party. Right, an avowed socialist. Yeah, and, it's interesting. Know. And that shows you how, also, left a lot of these organizations are that they chose for their political analyst right. to analyze all political politics. A guy so far from the center. Yeah. I mean, he's not even he's not even a moderate in the Democrats. No, no. It's really and that was NBC News. Again, nothing more needs to be said. So I, I've grown to really dislike the guy through the years. I think he's he is disingenuous in that he is clearly an ideologue and an activist for a particular ideology masquerading as a, a neutral observer. And he annoys the hell out of me. Out of me. Um, and I'd like to slap him, although I <laughs> decry violence in all forms. A- anyway, so somebody was rolling tape, somebody in MSNBC, and uh, he had it rough. This was a show, I think, in August they figured out uh, fairly recently where uh, things were not going terribly well. And the visual of this, he's sitting there in his beautiful suit and his white shirt uh, and his tie, and uh, he will introduce a segment and then sit there, which is what news anchors do while the other tape is rolling. He just sits there with a blank look on his face. Although today he was fairly annoyed at some of the technical goings-on, and this is what it sounded like. It, uh, just really quick, a uh, technical term that he references very often is SOT, which is sound on tape. That's kind of a, a pre-produced thing that they do on TV news John, all the time, but he references that. Glad that you will help that. us understand the tape. Thank you. Here's Lawrence O'Donnell. See how that one goes. Thank you, Rachel. Well, today President Trump visited Texas, but he forgot to bring any empathy with him. But he did bring a hat. A hat that is for sale. 58 seconds. What's going on? Why am I losing this? Why don't I have sound? All right, it's back. Someone's pressing buttons and turning my sound off. Who is, who's asking for a Labor Day rundown in my ear? 
Someone in that control room is out of control. Clever. <laughs> so far, perfectly reasonable. You can't have that going on. 20 seconds. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 10 seconds. Punches his desk. He's so angry. Born in horrific disaster and tragedy, and into that tragedy today stepped the President of the United States. There's insanity in the control room tonight. Ten seconds. One of the deaths in Houston that was ignored by President Trump is Police Sergeant Steve Perez, who had been missing since Sunday morning. You have insanity in my earpiece. Don't, don't leave it there. It's not my earpiece. It's somebody talking on our lines. President Trump did not mention Sergeant Perez today, and he has not tweeted about people are in shelters across Texas tonight. Here's Houston's mayor, Sylvester Turner, this afternoon. Every time we go to Wasat, there's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. Ten seconds. The introducing of the hammering in the background. Coming up. Is Donald Trump going to be called to testify to Congress? Michael Iskoff has the latest on that. Clear. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? I don't know. Where's the hammer? Is it on the... Go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. I'll go down to the goddamn floor myself and stop it. Keep the goddamn commercial break going. Call Phil Griffin. I don't care who the fuck you have to call. Stop the hammering. <laughs> Empty out the goddamn control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. What about over here? <laughs> the woman there. talking in my ear was talking about the Labor Day special repeatedly every time we went to a SOT. Yeah, what do you mean in the conversation? Not in the bush thought, no. Get out of control. <laughs> the new sheriff of Maricopa County who beat Joe Arpaio joins up. <laughs> I don't know why I bother to say how to cut the thoughts when you don't do it. I just don't, I don't know why I, I, I just. So now I have to chase those stupid Goddamn entrails that you allowed him to stick out there. Jesus Christ. Crazy fucking sound coming in my ear. This fucking stupid hammering. I told you why I wanted those fucking words cut. It just fucking sucks. It fucking sucks to be out here with this out of control shit. Any fucking thing can come into my ear at any moment. That's what I know. Anybody can get into my ear at any time. Some woman talking about what we're doing after the show. These things. There's a reason these words have to be cut precisely.
And everyone in the audience who's going to complain about what that guy just said is absolutely right. How do you say this guy's last name? Guests' faces coming up in the middle of a fucking script. And scene. <laughs> so who leaked that? I wonder. I somebody he works with. Got to be know. somebody in the control oh, room. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if that's like a like not an <laughs> atypical day. Maybe that's just like a regular day, and somebody just thought, you know what, the world should hear this. Yeah. Well, it was amusing as hell. I tell you what, I can't stand Lawrence O'Donnell, but I get that. I mean, if you're talking about. The mayor of Houston said yesterday that the tragedy unfolding would change the face. And, and somebody's in your, the Labor Day Spectacular is going to run from seven. What? what? You know, it's, it's tough. It's rough. That's funny. How does it compare, though, with the legend? The legend. Right. thing sucks. We'll do it live. There's certainly much more rage from O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. He was, he was angry. I, I think if you were going to score it in terms of, I believe I'm in physical danger. As a right. staff member, oh, right. yeah. I think O'Reilly's the oh, clear yeah. winner. Oh, yeah. I'll oh. write it and we'll do it live. Oh, yeah. When you hear that, I wouldn't have thought Lawrence O'Donnell's going to come in and punch me. I'd have thought O'Reilly might come in and punch me. Points to O'Donnell for the number of complaints he has. He's got mystery women in his ear. He's got the hammering. He's got poor editing of scripts. He's angry. GD guests effing faces popping up in the middle of scripts. He is, he's, he's, he's unhappy that day. And a professional <laughs> enough to even while complaining, turn charming turns of phrases. Someone in that control room is out of control. Yes, Again, that's skillful clever. stuff there. Yeah, very and clever. Very clever. Wears many hats during this whole thing. You know, investigative reporter. Who's got a hammer? What else do people want to know? <laughs> Where's the hammer? <laughs> there was a time he went undercover doing some reports in prison. What was that like? Anybody can get into my f***ing ear at any time. Ooh, that, it just anybody? <laughs> wow. Any f***ing thing can come in on my ear oh, at any things moment. things, too. Wow. Wow, interesting. Wow, they were ear-blanking him? Now, oh, that's unfortunate. Boy. Hopefully you got a Peabody out of that. Well, that's, that's fantastic. That's the great stuff. Lawrence O'Donnell, everybody. Uh, he's talking about his, uh, he's a bit of a, a ladies' man as well. He's got women lined up. Some woman talking about what we're doing after the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could do that with, like, 80% of all radio and TV shows. Though, at some point. Oh, here's two other hats he wears. He wears an advocate of the listener. And everyone in the audience who's going to complain about what that guy just said is absolutely right. Here's Lawrence O'Donnell's sales manager. Keep the goddamn commercial break going. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Good stuff. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um... Coming back, Wolf Blitzer drops a darn bomb. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Everywhere I go, I'm a romantic adventure. I have a very interesting life. No, I'm. I'm. Well, I, I love Julian. He's, he's he's one of the most interesting people I've ever met. He's he's uh, very brave, and then there's nothing sexier than courage. I wouldn't call it a romance. I have romance in my life. Can one man do it all? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you want for conversation. One, one well, to be a lover. Okay. I mean, I'm very lucky. In love with Julian. Yes. I love him. No, I, I, I have a romantic him. partner. You well, do? Yes, I do. Who's well, not I'm, Julian? Right. So she isn't dating Julian Assange. Who, that's, who are we listening That's a uh, hottie of the 90s, Pamela Anderson. Yes. From yes. Baywatch, who is or isn't dating Julian Assange because he's so brave. Uh, so, fantastic.
And just her whole kind of, oh, I live a life of romance. Everywhere I go, romance just happens to me. That's, uh, man, man. Ellen DeGeneres on why she won't have Donald Trump on her show coming up. Also, Bono from uh, U2 and his new album and how he's standing up to the bully who's disrupted the moral arc of the universe, Donald Trump. Oh, boy. So, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is, it is an... I read the New York Times regularly. Every book review, every TV review, every movie review, not, let alone your politics stories, is about how this is, you know, either uh, soothing for these difficult times with Trump as president, or part of the resistance to Donald Trump because we're all we all need to gather together to fight the evil that is. What are you freaking talking about? Don't believe the hype. What are you talking about? Don't believe the hype. No, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe now would be an appropriate time to play the Ellen thing, because that's exactly the theme. Uh, go ahead. Would you have him on your show? Definitely. I mean, I would not say no to the sitting president it's of the Megyn United States. It's Megyn Kelly. Really? Absolutely not. Would you? Yeah. You would? Yeah. <laughs> I would not have him on the show. I mean, look. Now I'm going to get bad tweets. Like, but I just, I just, you know, the, he is who he is, and he has enough attention, and he has his, his Twitter account, and he has ways to get his message across. There's nothing I'm going to say to him that's going to change him, and I don't want to give him a platform because it's just, it validates him. And for me to have someone on the show, I, I really, I have to, I have to at least admire them in some way, mm-hmm. and I can't have someone that I feel is, is, not only dangerous for the for the country and for me personally as as a as a gay woman, but as to the world, he he's dividing all of us. And I think I don't want to represent. I just I don't want him on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, that's amazing. The uh, universal applause again, uh, exclusively applause. That is odd in the country that elected him. I would like. I wish Megyn Kelly had followed up. In what way are you afraid? You said he threatens your safety. I. It's got to be buying the narrative that he's made it safe for your ultra right wing hater groups who are going to go after lesbians. Uh, I guess because of. I don't know. I don't know. Not safe as a gay woman. You know. So I did a little clicking around. I just. I think Ellen is buying the hype. People like to be afraid because that draws you together with your tribe and you feel a sense of unity, which is one of the best feelings people can have. And people crave that in our divided, you know, hypermedia world. Again, read uh, the great uh, book Tribe by old, what's his name? Sebastian my, my, Younger. My favorite author. You want to <laughs> know how deep my I can't remember an author thing is? Sebastian Younger. I, I like what he's written in the past 15 years as much as any human being on earth. Uh, and I can't remember his name. Anyway, um... Read Tribe. It's an incredibly revealing book. But I think that's what's going on with Ellen. But I did a little clicking around. Is Donald Trump anti-gay? And I found on the HuffPo, it's official. Donald Trump is the most anti-LGBTQ president in U.S. history. Measured by actions and outcomes, it's a fact that is now undeniable. I find that allegation to be so hilariously ridiculous. It's not even worthy of responding to. Barack Obama got elected on, I believe, marriages between a man and a woman. Twice. 
Well, no, by the, the second first time, time, right? By the second time, he'd changed because the polls were at fifty-one percent. Well, and Joe Biden came out and forced his hand, but right, right. That is one of the silliest assertions I've ever heard. But Ellen DeGeneres might believe it. Now, also in the New York Times, uh, editorial by Greg Angelo, who is the president of the Log Cabin Republicans, LGBT conservatives uh, and straight allies. Uh, they're essentially the gay Republican fellers uh, and, and gals. Uh, he points out the president's called for sustained funding of HIV AIDS programs the high, among the highest priorities in his budget. He intends to preserve an executive order maintaining LGBT non-discrimination in federal contracting. He has preserved a State Department job tasked with advocating global LGBT human rights at a time when gay men are being rounded up, tortured, and executed in Chechnya, among other places. His U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley, issued a statement on the matter declaring the Trump administration is, quote, against all forms of discrimination, including against people based on sexual orientation. That's a quote. Um, that's just astounding to me. It's the coin of the realm. It's what it's the hot hit everybody's dancing to whipping up the most fevered narrative you can possibly whip up against your adversaries and a certain number of people believe it you saw it with barack obama too he is a he is a muslim socialist half true a muslim socialist who is going to try he is going to try to suspend the constitution for a third term we had people writing us and believing it oh yeah it was laughable it was ridiculous it was crazy I don't know. Here, all right. Here's how I'd end this. Take a look at yourself. Are you believing the wildest S you hear because it makes you feel good to band with people against it? I suppose if that, if that's the way you want to swing, go ahead and swing that way. I think you come off like a Fruit Loop. I think Ellen DeGeneres is coming off as a crazy, insulated bubble dweller. I'm not a gay woman. Oh, for two. Uh, but I think she's just cuckoo. With Isn't that, that interesting, though, that there are no TV shows, hit TV shows, that where somebody would say, you know, I think Trump's kind of on the right track, and the crowd would cheer, woo, since that's, you know, 40% to 50% of the country, depending on what the issue is. Right. Well, and I think that's... There's no TV shows like that, though. And Ellen, listen, is one broadcaster to another. I'd have Lawrence O'Donnell on, the socialist. I'd have Bernie Sanders on. Of course. Why wouldn't you have Donald Trump on? Well, he already has a platform. Yeah, he's the freaking president. You're not going to make 1% difference either way. Get him on and say, I as a gay woman feel afraid with you as president. Talk it out with him. So I think, Ellen, and I love you, by the way. I think you're an enormous talent, especially as a comedian. But anyway, you do whatever you want. <laughs> Ellen, one, one major league media figure to another. Come on, have the guy on, grill him, say whatever you want to say to him. Don't be a bubble dweller or a chicken. What did we learn last week? Ellen makes like $50 million a year or something like that? Yep. Yeah, it's a big time. Very close to it. On the other hand, you heard her crowd's reaction to her stance. Overwhelmingly positive. Sure.
Oh, beyond positive. Right. Shrieking. Went wild with enthusiasm. Uh, what are What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got Trump's decision on dealing with North Korea coming down. Also, Cali's suing to stop the border wall. And one of America's biggest pharmacy chains joining the battle against the opioid epidemic. Big time. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. And just a little uh, tip of the cap to our political theory fans. I think that whole Ellen thing was a great illustration of why we're supposed to have a republic and not a democracy. So they're trying out different kinds of walls down uh, along the border, various Indeed. places. and Sure, it's like when you bring tile samples in. You put them next to the wall and you think, I don't know, it's too dark. Stay tuned for that story coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm interested in this trying out different walls story. I don't know exactly what they're doing there. Let's get the news with Marsha Phillips. All right, we're going to start off first with President Trump at the U.N. now saying the U.S. will be imposing more sanctions on North Korea. He didn't really elaborate during a photo op in New York today, but Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin will be briefing reporters at noon Pacific time. Trump, meanwhile, is going to be meeting with the heads of South Korea and Japan later today. Meanwhile, North Korea's foreign ministers responded to President Trump's threat at the U.N. earlier this week. The United States has great strength and patience, but if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Foreign Minister Rhee saying, quote, it would be a dog's dream if he intended to scare us with the sound of a dog barking. What? Hmm. Ah. When he was asked about Trump calling North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. Rhee said that he feels, quote, sorry for Trump's aides <laughs> and shook his head sadly. You know, that's a pretty good shot. Just uh, this is... Fully admittedly a political white belt entry-level question. When they talk about sanctions on these countries, are those essentially just taxes or fines or fees that, that are essentially just monetary in no, nature? It, it's or? like uh, everybody agrees you will not sell oil to said country. Okay. You right. will not allow them access to the United States banking system. It you can will be. not trade with them. It can be a thousand things. Yeah, it can be different things, but it's usually financial. But with the big time stuff in my lifetime i've never seen it do anything right. i've never seen it work yeah i'm curious if it's like giving a millionaire a 25 dollar parking ticket or no. it's like yeah whatever that's well, fine I, I never understood why it didn't work <laughs> until like a month ago when i finally found out that all these years they've been cheating and our government doesn't mm-hmm. call them on it Often that's our allies why, are cheating that's yeah. why it doesn't huh. work everybody cheats and our for whatever reason our government doesn't call these people out so what's going on there is that because they don't really care, or it'd be too uncomfortable to call out China or, or Germany or whoever's getting around the various sanctions? We pass these strict sanctions, and then we don't call out the people when they're cheating. Well, I think it's because Germany, for instance, would say, well, there is an exception for blankety-blank, and that's what we're doing. No, you're not. Yes, we are. And then you're getting into a protracted battle with an ally over it. So they're just, it's its too complicated, and everybody finds a way to cheat. Well, it explains why they don't right. work, then. I mean, well, they do they do work for some things sometimes, but like the big win, yeah, the, the big, big ones. complete change, of course, no. No. 
California Attorney General Javier Becerra is now suing the Trump administration over its plan to build a wall along the U.S. border with Mexico. Oh, great virtue signaling. You will get reelected over and over again, sir, which is your purpose. I congratulate you. Suit claiming the administration's overstepping its authority by waiving environmental reviews and other laws. It <laughs> is aimed to stop design, planning, and construction on the wall, particularly along a stretch in San Diego and a three-mile stretch in Calexico, California. This is such a crazy conversation we're having. Mm -hmm. USA Today went big with a cover story yesterday about the wall, and they had a giant picture on the front cover of a portion of the wall that currently exists. There are hundreds and hundreds of miles of wall already. Or such beefy fence, you could call it a wall. And and Republicans and Democrats voted for it. And it's been like there for a long time. Like 88 to 2. So the, to 7, 8, 10 years ago. So the idea of some wall... Build is, bridges, not walls! But now people, I guess because the most public is uninformed, doesn't know that there's already a lot of wall, you get away with saying, there's no way I would ever agree to a wall. We, we have walls. We have lots of walls. Already. Your party voted for it, too. What's going on there? It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it is laughable, idiotic political discourse. So now the idea... Again, this is why it's supposed to be a republic, not a democracy. So now the idea of testing which walls would be the most effective is just completely out of bounds. Oh, my God, what about the environmental regulations? It's, it's a canard. It's a red herring. It's a, it is laughable. Anyway, Bracera is trying to get the uh, stoppage put onto the uh, prototypes that are being constructed in the San Diego area yeah, right, right now. Fine, go ahead. Your ethnicity before your country. If that gets you elected over and over again, that will be your strategy. Now, CVS Health is joining the battle against the opioid epidemic. The drugstore chain expected to announce a plan today to limit opioid prescriptions. The company's prescription drug division says... It's going to use its influence to limit initial opioid prescriptions to seven-day supplies only for new patients with severe ailments. Okay, great. But, you know, this is going to affect the people who need it, and the people who are junkies will find a way around it. I have a very strong feeling this will mostly hurt people with terrible pain. So this is is supposed to go for... For first-time prescribers, not somebody who's looking for refills or somebody who has... They want, they want to make sure that you get them for seven days and then you need to get a doctor to approve another seven-day prescription so you kind of go round and round and round mm. on this the way I understand it. Mm. So anyway, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. The ultimate endgame will most likely be people who are drug addicts will still get their drugs and people who have actual pain, it'll become really difficult to get the medicine you want. Or yep. you're going to see even more fentanyl floating around. Boy, don't be taking that. That's the oh, elephant tranquilizer. Yeah. Well, that's or is that the propofol? Well, that was uh, Michael Jackson's fave, the propofol. And yeah. then the the elephant tranquilizer, I think, is different. But uh, ask your physician what you should be gobbling. <laughs> that's our advice. Or ask your veterinarian how to get your elephant to sleep at night. That's true. That's good. Point. Good advice there. Easy Tusker. Easy. <laughs> So, um, Husker, Husker, you got a name. I figured out the whole Manafort thing. Okay, handy. I know exactly what's going on. Very handy. I could save Robert Mueller some time. The NFL. Who's dirty is the is the quite everybody. I okay. figured it out. The most popular sport in America the, for now. The NFL is really hoping that week three that kicks off tonight will be a turnaround. The final numbers are in for the first two weeks, and yipes, not good. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. You familiar with this song, giant hit song among all races, Gold Digger? This would be Kanye of the West. 
Kanye West gold digger. I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't going with Mo Broke N-word in the album version. Right. And so this uh, sorority in New Hampshire, a, a, a video has emerged of them having a party, and apparently they were playing this song and singing along to the words. One of the biggest hits of the last 10 years. Yes. Right. And, yes. uh, geez, I don't know. I'm just going to guess 80 million white people have sung along with that song, I'm guessing, something. I mean, it's just... It's probably on the low end. It might be on the yeah. low end, yeah. I mean, it was that big a hit. Are we including white people all over the world where it was a big oh, hit? Oh, then, then you're getting into hundreds of millions of people. Yeah. Um, and But anyway, so because they were singing along to this song and singing the N-word in the song, uh, there is a Facebook group called All Eyes on UNH that the University of New Hampshire that has started and the uh, sorority is under investigation and they have had to be, sus- they've suspended all activities until a further investigation is done. And we uh, are so crazy. I'm giving up. So crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't be, sh- I will be shocked if they don't shut down that sorority. Mm-hmm. I would expect them to shut down the sorority because that's the way we do things. It's just crazy. I just I don't even know what to do. And because and because there's no such thing as privacy anymore. I don't know whether to stand on my head or poo in my hat. I'm looking at this video. It appears to be all races, mostly white, but I see Hispanic, I see black, but mostly white. Um, but there's no such thing as privacy anymore. So 40 drunk sorority girls can't sing to one of the biggest hit songs of the last 20 years because somebody will put it out there on the Internet. And, uh, well, then you're in trouble. You're clearly a racist. You clearly want to bring back slavery, believe black people are inferior, all because you were singing along to the Kanye West song. It's just insane. Has anybody asked the K-Train himself? He wrote the song. He he knew people would sing along with it. I mean, he he got to Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx? Yep. Yeah. It's a great freaking record. If you're going to make a, I, I actually kind of been dabbling in the music. If you're going to make a great record, sometimes people sing along with it. Other students, That's not a revelation. Other students have condemned the sorority group's ignorant and insensitive behavior. All ah, right. Because they're the only white people that ever sung along to that Kanye West song. Did they oppress any black people? <laughs> that You don't need to. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Times are crazy. I, I've given up. God help you. You got to do the rest of the show. God, God help you if your life is, you know, radically altered because of one of these stupid scandals. Welcome to the Armstrong Show. <laughs> Joe's given up. I've checked out. <laughs> he made it to Thursday this week. That was that was good. You remember that one dude that uh, he locked up that we knew? We knew the guy he worked with in the radio business. One day, it's midway through the show. He just he's staring at the wall. Hey Jim, what's going on? Didn't utter another word. They had to take him out on a gurney. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Well, and we know another person that locked up, too, yeah. who we actually knew. So it it happens. Yeah, it happens. What's that called? A psychic break? I think so. Or you just shut down. I'm hoping That's for it. One. I'm out. Is I, that normal? I'm out. Should you root for your own psychic break? <laughs> I can't wait. If I didn't have kids to raise, I'd be all for a psychic break. So I, I teased a bunch of stuff I'd like to get to. <laughs> psychic um, spring break is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least a psychic coffee break. <laughs> Uh, slang words you should stop using if you don't want to look lame AF in 2017. We don't really have time for that. Maybe later. Uh, this celebrity. Lame AF. This celebrity is the number one sex doll request. I'd like you to make my doll look like. Any guesses? Anybody want to throw in a guess? I realize Alex it's a. Baldwin. It's a. <laughs> it's a creepy and off-putting question and topic. Let me think for a second. Do I get two guesses or just one? Take two, what, what are we, the Taliban over here? Take as many I, as I think you want. it's either Kim Kardashian, 
or Ivanka Trump. Those are really good guesses. They are. Jack, anything? I was anything? trying to think of a humorous one, but yeah. none came to mind. <laughs> Funnier than Alex Baldwick? Yeah, that was the, that was the uh, problem. Michelangelo, you got an idea? Nancy Pelosi. Oh, oh boy. You're not. That's, oh, see, boy. You're making light at this whole story. <laughs> My highest praise for, for uh, humor, Michael, the coughing fit. Congratulations. Marilyn Monroe. Really? The year 27, the year of our Lord, 2017. It's still Marilyn Monroe. She's a lovely gal. And I get the whole sex kitten voice and the, you know, the whole I'm a virgin whore image. But uh, the, the fascination, I've never quite gotten the fascination. No, me neither. Um, the, this whole realistic looking sex doll thing is just troubling. And the stories that have come out of these people who take them on vacation and are falling in love with them and... It's just weird. Yeah. It's yeah. weird and, and troubling because uh, Western society is, is not marrying and coupling and reproducing. And, uh, and now they're, the dudes are getting with sex dolls. And it's just, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It really is. I mean, if this behavior were exhibited by antelopes on the oh. plane, or, oh. you know, elephants or something like that, scientists would be going crazy. There'd be worldwide conferences on Elephants are no longer breeding. Oh yeah! If, All if, they do is uh, go to the waterhole and stare at their own reflection. If antelopes were gathering together sticks and dirt that kind of looked like an antelope and then humping on it, you'd think, <laughs> you know, what's gotten into the water? For instance, exactly. You'd be shouting about chemicals and hormones in the water and the rest of it. Yeah, you, you guys mock the sex robots now, but just wait till you come home after a hard day at the office, and uh, and this is waiting for you. Did you came back so fast, baby? Why, baby? Ten minutes without you seems like an eternity. Why did I order a codependent Scottish sex <laughs> robot? I've seen the news stories of these guys. They're on sale. These guys always look a little weird, too. It's not like they look normal, the Oof. dudes that are into these sex dolls. I'm not so worried about their looks. I'm more worried about my species. Yeah. Which is killing itself. Coming up, how they know you're an American in Europe before you open your mouth. And, you know, in these days of uh, terror attacks, etc., good knowledge. And you figured out the Paul Manafort thing, you said. Yeah, I think I've got the entire Paul Manafort thing, including Barack Obama, Susan Rice, Samantha Power, Donald Trump. I think I got all of it. Well, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.